What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Kicks and Picks Podcast. Nick, Coach Steve, Scotty, back with you. Very special guest today, friend of the podcast, recurring guest, Kenny. Park the bus at PTB Bets. Thank you for joining us, brother. We're going to go through all the big games in Italy and England today. We're going to hit you with buy or sell for the second week in a row and look to continue our hot streak. Seven win week last week, seven and three, up to... 0.62 units game of the week on fire eight and two on the season and boys we've been cooking the last 30 days 29 and one up 10 units there to bring us all the way back from our slow start to the season so feeling good over here how's everybody doing tonight yeah doing good i mean i think you said it last month we're firing at about 70 percent hit hit rate so Happy to keep the uh, the hot streak going, especially as we get into the holiday season. Helps having a little bit of extra units to work with as we uh, get into the busy calendar where uh, usually some of these these matches get a little crazy. Yeah, I can't complain, right? I mean, we've been we've been on fire. Uh, Twenty wins out of thirty in the last month, up almost ten units. Doesn't happen too often, so we're enjoying it while it lasts. And I think we're gonna cook up some more winners and and keep this hot streak going. Hell yeah. We brought a very special guest for you there. So, Kenny, thank you again for joining us. I know you've got some bombs to give out, but we're going to test your knowledge on these games first. So thank you again for joining us, brother. Absolutely. Happy to be here, guys. All right, let's dive right in. I'm going to start in Italy first. We're going to hit you with the buy or sell, the big game to kick it off. Atalanta taking on Inter. Atalanta is plus 220 at home. Draw is plus 230. Enter the favorite at plus 110. If you like Atalanta, draw no bet. Plus 135. Double chance, minus 155. Over two and a half goals, minus 125. We all know Inter. Atalanta came through for us last week. They're starting the year off well. Buy yourself for you guys. Can they get points off of Inter in this one? Coach, I will start with you. Well, can they and will they are two different things, right? When when you pose it as can they, they most certainly can. Uh, will they? I don't know. I mean, if we're talking, could they draw? I think they. I think they could. Uh, they're not will playing they? too poorly themselves. Uh, will they? Is it's hard to say because Inter to me still the best team in the league. What I'm looking to see is if if this Atalanta attack can penetrate the Inter rear guard, which is only giving up five goals in ten matches. Uh, Inter is tough to break down. I, I, they're the better side. I know John Lucas Gamak is coming off a brace this past week, which uh, should help in terms of confidence of this side to do something. I just don't know if they'll they'll do it. I, and the funny thing is, in the last bunch of years since Atalanta has been like a top four contender, they've been kind of funny at home. They've been actually been better on the road a lot of the time, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Um, they don't really cook at home. Like you, you would expect a team that's done as much winning as them has been in the past couple of years against some of the bigger sides. And looking back at what they've done this season so far against teams that are, they're really competing with head to head for European places. Uh, back in mid September, loss of Fiorentina on the road, three, two, um, just at the, uh, exactly a month ago on October 1st, home to Juve zero, zero. Um, and then just, uh, couple weeks ago right before the international break on the uh eighth a week later they lost to Lazio 3-2 on the road so I mean their head-to-head record against the quote-unquote bigger size of Italy has not been very good so if I, I wouldn't put my money on Adelante getting a result here 
Could they? Sure. But will they? I don't think so. Yeah, I kind of agree with Coach. I don't think they will. Um, my rationale is a little different. I think, uh, you know, looking at their defense in, in the month of October, I mean, they've had two clean sheets against Genoa and uh, last weekend against Empoli, which, I don't know, Genoa has been been okay this season, but we certainly haven't been impressed by Empoli, uh, to say the least. Uh, so I think they, they stand to give up some goals. Inter, we talk about Lautaro as our, our future pick for Golden Boot. Um, talk about how he's been linking up with Taram and how that's been going for them. It seems ripe for a a two or three goal outburst from from Inter. Inter's defense is, is usually pretty good. So, um, you know, we do love the Atalanta overs. I think that's certainly in play here. Um, but I, I don't see Atalanta coming away with, from from this with anything. Um, and coach, to your point, you know, their their home form has been pretty mediocre at best. Um, and so it's it certainly isn't something that you know, normally we can kind of rely on to get some of these upsets and, and try and get some of the, the bigger numbers. But in this case, I don't know that it plays very well. And before I toss it to you, Kenny, one thing I do want to shout out that we mentioned last week on the show, Somer has been fucking awesome. We mentioned it before the game, and he had a couple of really big stops uh, in their win over this past weekend. So Inter only has five goals allowed, 20 goals scored, five allowed. I mean, that's... I don't know. Uh, you, you guys mentioned, excuse me, 25 goals scored, 20, uh, five allowed, so a 20-goal differential. Um, that, they're hitting all the right notes right now. I mean, we're not surprised that they're in first. So, Kenny, what about you, dude? Do you think Atalanta can get something out of this, or are you looking at totals for this one? Inter minus 0. 0.25 is minus 111. That immediately uh, jumped off the page to me. I think that's a very conservative way to approach this. Uh, I think it's a very playable number. You know, like what one thing I can tell you right now about this game, I do not see Inter losing this game. Uh, could it end in a draw? Could the draw present a little bit of value plus 260? Sure. But at the end of the day, I think it's going to come down to can Atalanta match what Inter bring to the table? And I don't I don't really see it happening. But with Inter away from home, it, it's one of those like anything is possible. But uh, as Nick knows, I've kind of got a somewhat robust style of attacking games. Uh I was actually looking at, I don't want to dive into England, to like the, the Man City game too much, but Man City minus one and a half alternative line is around the minus 270 mark. Parlaying that with inter double chance around minus 270, that brings in minus 112, minus 115 range. I think that's, you know, like it's, you're separating the games and I accept, expect Man City to beat Bournemouth by two goals in England. And then you just need it, uh, inter not to lose to Atlanta, which I do not see them losing this game. So a couple of different ways to attack the game, but I do see uh, Inter coming away with at least a point at the very minimum here. Yeah, and I don't I don't want to state the obvious, but I think Atalanta has to get a goal first if they're going to have any chance of coming away with something. I think if Inter go up, especially like early in the first half, um, probably all she wrote. All right? I think they've just been way too inconsistent. And listen, credit to them. They're in fourth place, right? They're, they're doing okay, but Coach made – the point of the segment so far, right? They just can't seem to get it done against higher caliber opposition until they show me that they can. Can't buy them in this one. Uh, let's move on to Fiorentina Juventus, the other big game in Italy. Fiorentina at home, plus 175. Juve plus 145. Draws plus 210. Uh, if you're so inclined, draw no bet. Or uh, pick them. Fiorentina is even money. Juve minus one twenty-five, and the over is even money under minus one thirty. 
buy or sell for this one. Fiorentina need a win to keep their European hopes alive. They have dropped to six point, uh, excuse me, sixth place. They are now behind Napoli and Atalanta, very slightly ahead of Lazio, Bologna, and Roma, but they have lost two in a row. So, Coach, I'll toss it up to you. Are you buying that they need three points in this one? I'm selling it. Everybody else is too inconsistent, right? I mean, if you told me they were down in 10th, 11th place right now, then maybe I'd buy it. Because, again, we, we mentioned last week, if we're talking about Europe, Europe includes Europa League and Conference League, too. So you're talking about the top seven spots, and they're sitting in sixth right now. Um, if you're talking about, like, Champions League, it's a different story. But if we're talking top seven, they don't need a win here. Would it ha- would it go a long way to boost their, you know, kind of stature in the race for a European spot? Sure. But when I'm looking at 17 points through six matches, and I see Lazio on 16, Roma on 14, you know, I don't know if Bologna hangs around long enough to to be another challenger and make it nine for seven spots or not. But I mean, even Napoli, they're only a point ahead of Fiorentina, right? They they haven't been all that impressive all the time. They they've already got a couple losses. Atalanta could drop three points here, and even if Fiorentina loses, they're two behind Atalanta. So I, I don't buy that they need to win just to stay in the the race for Europe. It's way too early for that. All right, Kenny, what do you think? I'm gonna go. Yeah, to you I got oh. I got a. Go ahead, Scotty. Jump in. My bad. Hard sell. Yeah. I'm sorry. I think we're all in my, agreement. My cards already revealed. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I was going to say, like, I, I'm in agreement, too. I think uh, as far as, like, getting into Europe, uh, you know, their competition right now is, is really with uh, Lazio's, Bologna, Roma. You know, maybe if you're talking Champions League, then you're talking, like, Atalanta and Napoli. I don't think there's an expectation to, to, to beat Juve here. It's certainly, like, a nice add. Um, it helps kind of cover up any of like the slip ups against some of the lesser sides down the road. Um, but to coach's point, like everybody's very inconsistent. Um, there's going to be matches where Roma slip up and where Lazio slip up. Honestly, I'm more concerned with the fact that they lost to Lazio last weekend than I would be concerned with a lots to Juve this weekend. Yeah. Um, certainly sucks that these games are back to back because, you know, losing to Lazio does feel like this makes, makes this match a little bit more important, but if you're looking at the calendar at the beginning of the month, you know, you're not exactly penciling a, a, a must need points from this match in order to get into champions league, much less Europa. But so that's kind of where my point comes in though. They lost to Empoli the week before that. So like three in a row seems devastating. I, I guess it doesn't so much when you talking about the actual points on the table, but like, I can't see Napoli, Atalanta, Milan, Juve, Inter, any of those teams dropping three games in a row all season. And even Lazio Could and Roma Lazio is not, or- I don't know. Could you see Lazio? I guess Roma maybe. I mean, I mean, you as know, bad maybe as not both. They, I guess maybe not lost, make but is, drop points. Uh, yeah, but I'm talking about lot. This would be three losses in a row if they lose this game. Like I don't see Roma and Lazio have played as bad as they possibly can. Roma has more injuries than they know what to do with. They still haven't lost three games straight. Uh, I guess I'm I'm probably thinking about it a little too emotionally. I think you guys have a a cooler head about it. But to me, I, I think like three losses in a row just absolutely destroys the psyche of this yeah, team. You're looking at, yeah, you're, as I say, you're looking at as three losses in a row leads to like more struggles. And as you get into November and December and that they need a bounce back win to get the thing, to get things right back on the right rails. And, but, and here's the um, thing. They play Bologna next who hasn't lost in nine games. All right. Unbeaten in nine. And then they play Milan away right after that. So like where are you, there's not a lot of points to so be So I had. would say Bologna is a must-win game. Oh, there's I no doubt. Yeah. Bologna is the must-win game yeah, of this one. Of, but of this if they lose stretch. this game and they lose to Milan, you're dropping four out of five. Like, I don't know. I just I, – I can't believe in this team yet. I'm not there. I think it's – they're the odd man out in terms of 
all the squads around them. I'm sorry, yeah, but Kenny, they'll I, lose four out of five, and they'll be at most four points out of Europa League spot. So it's not that bad. All right, sorry, Kenny, I cut you off before you you got it to agree with the boys here. <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, when I think of out of European contention, all I have to do is look at so last year when Napoli won the Scudetto, but the race between second and fifth. The, the last few weeks of the season, maybe not like a, just probably like the last eight, nine games. How many times did we see these teams flip flop, you know, like a team that was expected to win, the, uh, you know, like Roma, they'd lose to, you know, either lose or drop points to like a mid table, like Udinese side. And then you, you know, like it'd be Lazio dropping points to like another mid table side. I, I don't want to co- go into ruling out teams that are in the top eight. I think it's a little too early in the season for that. Uh, I, I, maybe not. You, you won't see these other teams lose three in a row, but dropping one, taking a draw, then losing another one, you know, like one point out of three games is to me is basically as good as losing three games in a row. So I think if they would even take a draw from this game against Juve, I think that's a very respectable result here. Fair enough. I think um, I took the emotional approach to it. I think you guys are a little more level-headed, but you're, you're absolutely right. I mean, a one point, it's just one of those games. One point feels massive. So uh be interesting to see how this one develops. Let's move over to England. We got two big matches there as well. Newcastle taking on Arsenal. Newcastle is the home underdog in this one, plus 185. Arsenal plus 150, draw plus 235. Pick them lines, draw no bat. Newcastle's plus 105, Arsenal minus 135. And the over-under is a coin flip at minus 110. We talk about these teams a lot. Buy or sell. Newcastle are still Champions League spot contenders. Scotty, we'll start with you. And I should preface it. Sixth place currently. Five, uh, five points back. I'm buying it purely because you said Champions League spot contender, not top four contender. Um, because Champions League spot will probably be five at the end of the season. And I can certainly see them sliding into that fifth spot. Um, I think you know the the two London clubs with with Tottenham and Arsenal are, and uh, in addition to City and Liverpool, are probably your your top four in some order at the end of the season. Um, and then I think that fifth spot is going to come down to you know Villa, Brighton, and probably Newcastle. Uh, I think Villa will start to lose some wind in their sails. I still think they finish in Europe. Um, Brighton are an enigma. I mean, they they continue to just churn out results, even when you know they start to like show a, di- a dip in form. Um, Deserby brings it right back, so um, I won't count them out. But I think in in January, with you know the the Tonali news and suspension, with Isak being injured, and um, I don't know how long he's going to be out, but I, I think you'll see movement in, in the market from from Newcastle. We've seen it before, where they've gone in and, and bought a few key players in January. I think Guimaraes was a January transfer. Um, and so I'd expect them to do the same. Um, and I think that'll probably be enough to get them into that fifth spot. Um, I wouldn't rule out, you know, a Brighton sneaking in, but, uh, right now I think they're certainly in contention for that fifth spot and probably the favorite. Yeah. I was just going to say, like, like Scott put it perfectly. I think when, when you consider the changes to champions league qualification rules, um, and it being potentially a fifth spot, I, I think when you say it that way, I agree with Scott, I think of the teams that are competing for maybe fifth place right now, I would put them as the favorites. You know, I look at how many goals they've scored already this season. They've scored 26 goals. They've scored 
more than Spurs, more than Arsenal, more than City, more than Liverpool. The only team that scored as much of them in the whole league is Aston Villa, who's also scored 26, who maybe becomes their biggest competition for that last spot if it becomes a fifth spot, right? And they, when you look at the defensive side, they've got the best defense of those teams outside the top four. The only teams that have given up less than 10 goals are teams in the top four right now. Um, they're the next best with 11 goals conceded. It's them and Chelsea, but Chelsea doesn't score. And we know why Chelsea's sitting way down there in 11th because they just can't put goals up and they they drop matches. They shouldn't drop 1-0 or 1-1. They drop points like that. Newcastle scores enough. They defend well enough. They have the resources, I think, to go out and get at least some kind of reinforcements for the Tenali suspension, depending on Isak's injury you know, status by then. If they need to go get a little more help up front, they have it. Um, they can do more than a Brighton or a Villa can in that regard, too. So I think they are able to strengthen more if they need to. Um, and if England does get five Champions League spots based on the coefficients and however they're you know recalculating for next year, I think they are, to me, the clear favorites for fifth. And that's no disrespect to Villa because Villa's been really good. And I love betting them lately because they make us money. And I and I think we'll talk about them a little bit later, too. Um, I just think over a long season, I think Newcastle has more to give um, because, you know, it's going to be tough because they're playing in Champions League right now, too. So depth can catch up with them. But they also started with like a gauntlet of a schedule and they're still sitting here not that far out of fifth place. Right. They're They're going to start to get those matches against the weaker sides of the league where then they can start to pile up points. And I think that'll go a long way for them too. So that's what I was going to say before I turn it to you, Kenny, you know, they've picked up points in five straight. They've won three of those games. Uh, They have, you know, they're five, two and three on the year. When you compare them to a team like United who has five wins, but five losses, you compare them to Chelsea, who, as you guys mentioned, have been a disaster. Um, And then you got Brighton who, you know, you guys mentioned they're they're exciting, right? They're they're also five, two, and three on seventeen points. They've given up nineteen goals in ten games. So, like, all of that does kind of favor Newcastle, even though they haven't gotten off the start that we thought they might. Um, you know, schedule aside. So, Kenny, what are you making of Castle? Do you think they still have a shot at this fourth or fifth spot? I do, and uh, I think one of the interesting things we gotta remember too with uh, with Villa and Brighton, they're also in Europe too. And not only are they in Europe, they've got a chance to go very far in Europe. Yep. Uh, Brighton has come right out showing that you know, like they want to see what they can do in this tournament. I mean, they've granted, yes, it was kind of a disappointing to drop points to Athens, but going to Greece, as I've talked about before, like going to Greece is tough for anybody. But back to the back to the main point here. All three teams are going to be in Europe for an extended amount of time. I see Newcastle getting out of this group. And when you look at like the, the weaknesses that these teams have, Newcastle, the only thing I can really say with them is getting more than one point away from home when like, I'll just an example, like minus 120 this past weekend against Wolves. Like that was a trappy line. Like that was trying to tell you they had like a 50-50 shot of winning that game. Like it's going to come down to winning the games where they're 50-50 to win. You know what you're going to get from them at St. James Park. They they bring the heat just about every single game they play there. They can beat anybody on any given day. And then when you look at teams like Brighton, you know, like they can score a bunch of goals, but I still, every time they defend, I wonder if they're going to concede. For sure. And then, you know, Villa, I've been really impressed with Villa so far this season. But again, like that's, I think there's still a little bit new in terms of what we consider like a contender for the top five spots. So, so like Steve said, you know, eventually they could definitely tail off. All right. I like it. 
Let's go to the the last big marquee matchup of the weekend. Tottenham uh, at home. Chelsea. Tottenham plus 115. Chelsea plus 215. Draw plus 275. Chelsea Pickham is plus 135. Over two and a half goals, minus 145. Under is plus 110. Tottenham coming into the game unbeaten. Eight wins, two draws. Chelsea sitting in 11. Three wins, three draws, four losses. You buying or selling, Chelsea can end Tottenham's unbeaten run. I'll start. Um, uh, I'm going to sell this one. Um, I don't really believe that Chelsea have gotten things figured out. Um, I think there's some goodwill that people were buying into uh, because of the results leading into the international break. Um, they had uh, a clean sheet against Fulham, uh, where I think they scored two goals. They beat Burnley 4-1, which you know should be expected by a, you know Chelsea beating a, a newly promoted side. And then you had the international break, so people were kind of wondering if maybe they figured out their finishing woes. Uh, they get a very good 2-2 draw uh, against Arsenal at home um, in, a, in a derby match. And then they come out last weekend and they put up as bad of a performance as we've seen from them all season long. They got shut out at home by Brentford. Um, I think Sterling looked horrendous in that match. He was back to his old self, kind of shanking shots you know, way, way wide of the net. Um, I think the concerns over the clinical finishing is is proven to be consistently valid. Um, and I, I think they're going to struggle against Tottenham. I mean, Tottenham are like the exact opposite of that, where they've proven to be consistently capable of scoring multiple goals in every match this season. So I think it's going to be a high bar for for Chelsea to try to have to meet. And, and this time they're going to be on the road. So unlike the the Arsenal derby, um, they're at Stamford Bridge. This time they're they're going to, to Tottenham and um, yeah, I don't think this is going to be a, a match where uh, Chelsea really get anything out of it. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I don't see them going to the Tottenham Stadium and, and winning this match. If it was at Stamford Bridge, I give them a little bit more of a chance. But they haven't done enough to prove to me that they can go and beat an unbeaten Spurs side on the road. I mean, Spurs, sooner or later, they're going to drop a match. I just don't think it's this one. I, I think they have enough, and I, I think at home... They'll they'll get the, the the job done, and I think at the minimum they get a draw. I, I don't see them losing at home. Can you agree? I try to avoid Chelsea. Uh, I don't think I've actually opposed them or been on them at all this season because every time they Smart. show a glimmer of hope, it seems to be like a team that's in the bottom five or the bottom eight, and then when you expect them to win a game, they drop points. But in one of these type of games. Could there be a draw? Yeah, to do it. The draw is plus 275. I think that's incredibly high. But going there and winning, no. They're, they're, they are that side that they can be a thorn. And, you know, like they took a draw against Arsenal. Granted, yes, they, they were home. But going there and winning after what Tottenham's already done this season, no, I don't see that. All right, so you brought up a good point. We, we talked about four games where teams are – situations maybe they're evenly matched right they they're they should be solid head-to-head matchups this game has the highest draw line at plus 275 it also has the likeliest over two and a half goals at minus 145 is this the game to watch for this weekend i mean out of the four we mentioned do you guys expect goals in any of the other ones do you see this draws maybe this best value bet what just high level what did the books get right what did they get wrong I'll get you on a technicality, Nick, because this game is being played on Monday, so you're not watching it this weekend. Oh, hit me. So it won't be the game of the weekend. But 
Um, I think there'll be goals. Um, I don't know that they're going to come from Chelsea, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on what side you're taking. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, Spurs have been consistent in, in the goal scoring column. Um, you know, I think Posteglu has is, is got his the side set up properly. They've shown that they can kind of deal with, um, you know, absences from key players from time to time. So it's not necessarily an all or nothing. Um, I think the real interesting thing will be like, you know, who will have like the the worst miss of the game? Will it be Richarlison? Or will it be somebody from Chelsea? I, I would love to see a line there um, because Richarlison has Awful. been woeful all season long. That that dude can't get the the ball in the back of the net to to save his life. Um, so I, I think it'll be that'll be the interesting thing to watch. You now who who's going to have the miss of the match? Because there'll be one, and it'll be on Twitter, and and uh, you know Nick and I will will convene, we'll we'll give a vote, and we'll see who who gets that title at the end of the match. Can't wait. All right, let's roll. Hat trick at picks. So as we mentioned, seven and three last week, um, four straight weeks of six wins or better, seven wins in three out of those four. Rolling along, since we have our boy Kenny with us and he has an absolute bomb that he wants to share, I am going to let him kick it off with his first pick of the weekend. I hope that he brought three because we asked him to, and we're going to hit you with these hat trick at picks. So Kenny, kick us off. Uh, I'm going to go into a league that I don't normally go to for outrights, but uh, Hanover, 96, Germany 2, Bundesliga. Every, uh, a lot of people's favorite league for overs. Uh, they're playing against Eintracht Reichswig. Uh They actually haven't won a game yet this season. Uh, Hanover has shown great potential uh, that they would like to get back to Bundesliga 1 next season. Uh, they actually cast for me last week in this Eintracht side. I mean, they're conceding goals left and right. They almost got relegated last season. Uh, they're generally, they flip-flop between the Bundesliga 2 and the Bundesliga 3. Uh, just one of those teams that every time they get up at this level, they're overmatched. And Hanover, minus 0.75, is actually minus 125, which I think is more more than appropriate for, uh, you know, like if they win by one, we get a half cash with how Eintracht's been playing defense lately. I think we could definitely get a full cash out of this. So. Hanover 96 minus 0 0.75 minus 125. All right. Well, in true PTV fashion, my man out worldwide at Coach Worldwide, Germany second division. We'll try to keep it uh, more so on the continent for, for these next few. Scotty, what do you got for your first pick? Well, I'm going to go back to the game we just uh, talked about. Uh, I'm going to take Tottenham money line plus 115 versus Chelsea. Um, I know it's London Derby, so... Anything can happen. Um, sometimes we see uh, upset results like we saw last London Derby with uh, Chelsea drawing Arsenal, but I don't see a repeat here. Um, I think the what gets lost in that Chelsea-Arsenal match is, is Chelsea really only played good for the first 30 minutes, and then Arsenal took over, came back from a 2-0 deficit, only got the draw, just missed the, uh, the win for me because I had Arsenal in that one as well. Um, so I, I like going back to the well here. I think Tottenham can get it done. Um, Tottenham have hit two goals or more and I think 10 or nine of their 10 Premier League games this season so you're looking at Chelsea needing two at least to keep pace here if not more uh, considering what you get out of Sun or Madison or uh, Kulusevsky um, and I don't I don't like Chelsea getting multiple goals against Tottenham I think I think they struggle offensively they might get one but either way you should be pretty safe uh, with the money line here so I'll take Tottenham plus 115. All right, so I'm going to France for my first one, Ligue 1, and it's Nice money line plus 110 versus Rennes. 
I was left kicking myself last weekend when I realized on Friday, when I was looking over the Friday slate, that Nice could have been had. I think it was minus 110 in that one against Claremont on the road. Um, with the win, Nice moved to first place. And, w- and when that bet hit last week, and I, I think Nick might have rode with me to that sure win, um, I said to the guys in our group text, like, guaranteed West Ham screws us now. And and sure enough, they did. So I was left kicking myself. And then this one jumped out at me today as I was looking through the lines. And I'm not going to let the same thing happen again. Uh, Ren will be a bit tougher than Claremont, but I like the league leaders against a Ren side that hasn't kept a clean sheet in six straight. Uh, nice is at home. I think they get it done again, and they're at plus money this time, so I can live with it if they don't for some reason. That's right. All right. I, I probably tipped my hand just a little bit with this Juve Fiorentina match, uh, and that's because I am going to take Juventus. They're draw no bet or pick them line, minus 125 at Fiorentina. I think it's just too good. So we mentioned it last week, right? Juve is for real. They are a walking injury crisis. They're a walking legal crisis, but hasn't stopped them from being only two points off of the league lead. So I think that's important to state. Fiorentina, we mentioned hot and cold. They looked absolutely dreadful against an uninspiring Lazio squad last week. They have the most goals conceded at 14 of the entire top half of the table. I mentioned this could be three losses in a row. It could be even five out of six. I think Juve comes at a really bad time. Draw no bet, minus 125. It's a really good number for draw no bet. I can't believe that that's really where, where we're at with Juve and, and Fiorentina, given that their struggles at minus 125. So I like the pick. Boom. Kenny, what do you got? Number two. All right, uh, like I told the guys while you were gone, uh, we're going to go a little bit more on uh, what I would call mainstream here. Uh, Wolfsburg, minus 0.75, minus 108 over Werder Bremen. Uh, Werder Bremen, yes, they defeated uh, Union Berlin, but who hasn't defeated Union Berlin in the last nine games? I mean, they've lost nine games in a row now. Uh, yeah, they held Dortmund one nothing at when they were away, but that was also the first game back after the international break. Uh I don't think Werder Bremen's uh, solved their defensive issues whatsoever. I think they've been gifted two games in very kind situations for them. Uh, I think this is a buy low spot on Wolfsburg. They've, yes, they've lost their games in a row, but one of them, they were victims of Jurassic, Stuttgart, Patrick. They were away from home there. They were away from home uh, losing to uh, Augsburg, and they lost a narrow two to one game against Leverkusen. I think this is a get right spot for them. Minus 0.75, minus 108. More than happy with that number. All right. I'm going to go back to the well with Premier League. Another match we talked about already. I'm going to take Arsenal money line plus 150 at Newcastle. Uh, Listen, I I get why Newcastle are getting some, some favoritism here from the books, you know, at home, they've been pretty strong. Um, but given what they've lost, we've already know that Eddie Howe has ruled out Isak for this match. Tonali obviously not available. Uh, I don't get why Arsenal money line is all the way at plus 150. I think that's a huge value. Um, and, and ultimately, why I always say this is, is defense travels. And Arsenal's defense has been really, really strong this year. Um, I think they're like second in the league in chances uh, given up. Um, they're top three in, in goals allowed. Uh, so I, I like their defense here. I think... Uh, you know, Eddie and Kedia's performance last weekend carries over to this as well. You know, he had a hat trick against uh, Sheffield United. Um, you know, if he hits a little bit of vein of form here, especially with Gabby Jesus being out with his own injury issues, then, you know, Arsenal will certainly keep pace uh, with the rest of the top four. So, uh, you know, I like Arsenal to win this one, but I love them at plus 150. I think that's a huge value. So uh, I'm, I'm taking that as my second lock. 
All right, I'm going to the Bundesliga for my next one. And like Kenny said, who doesn't beat Union Berlin these days? They've actually <laughs> lost 11 in a row now with their cup loss today uh, to Stuttgart. I'm taking Eintracht Frankfurt, draw no bet, plus 105 against them. It is in Berlin. Um, Union was really my cash cow last season. If, if you've been following the show for a while, you know I, I, I hammered them last season. And it seems like the milk is dried up because Berlin has lost 11 straight matches. Um, this one's more about fading Berlin than loving Frankfurt. But they also haven't lost in their last four in all competitions. So I'll take my chances on Union continuing to falter with protection against the draw plus money. All right. Last week we had the trap line of the season. That was Tottenham. They came through for us. They they broke through the trap. I think this game could potentially mirror that. It might even be more trappy-er or a bigger trap, I guess I could have said if I wanted to use English. Brighton money line plus 125 at Everton. First and foremost, it is not often that we see anybody get plus money when they're playing Everton. That is setting us up for disaster, but we have to take it. Brighton's D is a concern, as we mentioned uh, in our buy or sell, but 2.3 goals scored per match should be more than enough to get it done against Everton. Plus 125, too good to pass up. Dude, if, if Everton stay up this season, I think it's where to blame. Because, um, Coach, you took you, – you faded Everton last week. They won. Nick, you're going this week. And if they win this one, I'm going to certainly fade them next week. So um, they could be on a nice little winning streak just because of Kicks and Picks podcast. No, nah, dude, we're hot. For Everton, forget about them. It, it, like, it just – it doesn't make sense. It scares me, but we have to take it. All right, Kenny, drop – the max play on us. I know you've been saving it for last. We've talked about it offline. Let the listeners know what they should be honing in on this week. Okay. Max play for me, uh, two and a half units. Uh, so it's a corner handicap. So I've only been doing these for a few months, but I'm 10 and three on them. Uh, IX minus three and a half corners. Uh, I have minus 139. At the time I started writing the, the write-up that I did, it was minus 135. By the time I finished the write-up, it was minus 145. So they're playing a Volendam side. Now, before I get into this game, I just want to put it out there. Uh, if you follow anything to do with like these really good teams up in the Netherlands, I mean, they're doing great in Champions League so far, I think. You know, like, yes, PSV got kind of smacked around by Arsenal, but Arsenal does that to a lot of sides. So... IX, I want to put it on record. We are not going to see them be this low in the dumps ever again in our lifetime. It will it will never happen. I mean, we're talking about a side that is last place in Eredivisie, and they have 50 million just in terms of like their, their their top three. So the team they're playing, Volendam, uh, last season or the season before, if, if you uh, set this match up here, the money line when I looked at this was minus 335 that's since moved up to 390 that's 65 cent move and just about 24 hours uh yes i actually are in the dumps but this matchup uh i can't even put it into words how important it is for them to reestablish a connection with their fans so it's one of those like even if they score early they're not going to lose motivation to attack because they really need to reinstill it not only for the fans but for themselves like qual or for uh, confidence going forward that that, you know, like they can make it out of the bottom three. They can make it back into a European position. And uh, Volendam, one second, I'm pulling up these numbers right now. Uh, away numbers, when they're away, cor the corner numbers. Feyenoord lost 9-2 to when they played them. 20 lost 9-2. to 
PSV lost 10 to three. And uh, just before I get too far ahead of myself, uh, also the IX schedule they faced so far this season, eight games in a row, uh, FC 20, which actually has the strongest home advantage in the entire league. Uh, going back to last season, 22 games unbeaten, 56 goals scored, 13 allowed. It's good for plus 43. Uh, they faced 20, uh, Ike Athens in Greece, uh, Utrecht, which they really shouldn't have lost that game. But again, we are talking about a I actually missed down in the dumps. Uh, Brighton, PSV, and then the teams they faced at home. Uh, AZ Alkmaar, another part of the top four in the Netherlands. Feyenoord, we know how good they are, what they're doing in Champions League right now. And Marseille. Uh, those are all consecutive. That's eight games in a row. Only one of those games you really could have penciled in as, yeah, I actually should have won that game. But uh, the difference in quality between these sides, uh, I, I mentioned what the Ajax, just their top four is worth. Volendam as a whole is valued at under $13 million. Uh, they just got back into the area Divisi for the first time in I believe about 15, 16 years. Last season, they were almost relegated. Uh, they're in trouble here. I, I think this is going to be a, I would not be shocked to see 5 nothing, 6 nothing. But even if we don't, I'm taking the safe approach here. The IX corner line, minus 3.5, minus 135. Uh, the last time they played, this was, I believe it was 13 corners to zero, something like 30, over 30 shots. Uh, I don't know if we're going to get that easy of a cash here now, but three and a half with the, the golfing quality between these two sides, uh, 10 and three in corner handicaps, uh, 67.5 on max plays just in general. Uh, I X minus three and a half. You know, we love a good corner play. We also show. love the new manager bounce. And I think uh, I actually, uh, put in Bont Ship as their their interim head coach this week. So uh, if you didn't love everything else that Kenny just said, you also know we love the new manager bounce. And I think that's just another point for uh, for this pick. So love it. All right. I will close out my hat trick of picks with a, a creative one. Um, you know, we were talking about this before the podcast, but, the, you know, the slate is tough this week, um, trying to find value. Um, I'm going with Wolves to score in the first half. It's minus 120. Um, of all the things that we do know in the Premier League, things that are consistent, it's that Sheffield United are consistently bad. Um, they've lost pretty much every game this season, bar one, which is a draw. And I think Wolves have actually been kind of undervalued in the attacking side. Um, you know, Pedro Neto and Huang Hee Chan have been as dynamic of a duo up top as they've been in the Premier League so far. I think they've combined seven goals, eight assists. Um, so I, I like them to come out and get attack, especially on the road. I think they're going to have to, you know, play out on the front foot. They can't just kind of sit back and, and, um, you know, especially with, with, you know, Wolves kind of having some turmoil coming into the season, there were some people talking about them being potential relegation candidates. So, uh, any chance Wolves can get to get three points, um, they need to take it. Uh, I think they're plus 100 on the money line. So, um, you can also take them that, that direction if you like, but, uh, I think that they're going to get a couple goals in this one and I think they get out to a, a quick start. So I'll take them to score in the first half at minus 120. All right, for my last one, I'm moving to Spain to La Liga, and I'm going Real Betis, money line minus 120 against Mallorca. Uh, Betis is without a loss in eight straight, while Mallorca hasn't won in six straight. I like the better side to get the win at home in a decent number, simple as that, and I'm going to take Betis at minus 120. Yeah, I think we found a common theme with our money line picks this week because I'm doing the same thing that you just did, Coach. I'm doing the same thing I did with the first two picks I made. Aston Villa, another team we talked about, very impressive so far. Money line minus 115 at Nottingham Forest. 
this is one that I'm just not overthinking, right? Where even though I'm taking three away teams, uh, Villa are very good. They're in fifth place. Forest are not very good. They're in 16th place. Minus 115 should not be the number here, and it is, so we take it. Same thing with Brighton, same thing with Juve. Going to hit all three, and it's, you know, you live with the outcome. But I think this is the last time we'll get a great number at Villa against anybody outside of the top five or six. Yeah, I like minus 115 too because it's not too good of a number. Like sometimes you see that come out and it's like they're plus 110, plus 120, and it makes you nervous like, right. because there's something going on that you can't catch. That's yeah, that's so, the trap number that they're trying to tell you is like, oh, there's a 50-50 chance they're going to blow this. Yeah, so the, the minus 115, I think that's that's right in that sweet spot where like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty confident that this is a, a game that Villa turns up in. Sure hope so. Put it to bed early. Let us get away with it. Um all right, we're going to give out our game of the week, the pod lock. We are 8-2 and two on the season. We are up over five units, 5.2 units, and we are going in honor of our guest and in honor of Coach Steve being the hottest capper there is on the show. We're going back to the Bundesliga. Bayern Munich, Borussia Dortmund, over three and a half goals, minus 110. We are not laying any juice on this one. Head-to-head has gone over in eight straight. Bayern kicked out of the cup today. They are going to have a fire lit under their ass like you have not seen since probably a month ago when they scored like eight goals or whatever the last time they turned up was. I think um, this is going to be a, a shootout. It, it could be a beatdown. could be one-way, one-way traffic. But I think there are four goals in this game, no matter what, minus 110, going for 9-2. Yeah, I also like that it's at Dortmund because you, you feel like Dortmund are going to like put up for this one and uh, you know, might be able to chip in at least a couple on their own. So it, this should be a no-brainer. Can you give us just a little bit of color on Dortmund for, for anybody that doesn't know? I, I was actually curious if you were going to talk about this game because when I looked at it before the show, I was, uh, you know, I see, oh, this is the week, uh, Dortmund, Bayern Munich. I was, you know, I, naturally, I was curious if this was going to come up. Uh, I was actually looking at uh, Dortmund team total over one and a half was plus 130. It's dropped down to plus 125, plus 120. But seeing Bayern lose today to Sarbuchen, which that is, that's actually a league I follow, Germany three, uh, shockingly enough. (laughs) Um, I don't know if I want anything to do with Dortmund. Listen, I had a max bet. Actually, the last time I was on this show, I had a max bet on Bayern Munich, if I remember correctly, and they got tied at the very last second. So I kind of want to root for my team here, but with Bayern, as it was just said, having a fire under their ass, I, I don't know. There's still, I still feel like there's something wrong with them. Not, not on the offensive side, but like defensively. I mean, Galatasaray bossed them. Now, granted, it took their best, like they had to put together their best performance probably in the last five years to make that happen. But just watching them defend, I I mean, it was, I I was on Bayern that game. Uh, I think it was Bayern over one and a half. It was just dreadful to watch. Like it was, you know, like I, I didn't think they were going to win outright and then they end up coming through, but like something to do with ever since Thomas Tuchel's taken over, this isn't the same Bayern. So if anything, I think Dortmund, they're they're still trying to right the wrongs of last season's ghosts. Like they have still not, healed i mean they got off to an awful start this season they still they definitely haven't recovered from not winning last season the very last game of the year against mines if you're going to win the title this year with how good leverkusen is i believe this is the game where 
you can't be okay with the draw. You have to lay your cards out on the table. If you get smacked six to two, so be it. But you've got to you've got to go out there and try to take the game to Bayern to beat them in this game. If you're if you want to win the title this season, you've got to beat Bayern. Yeah, and I, and I still like that team totally for all the reasons you said. Byron's D has not been good. They've given up plenty of goals. They've just happened to score more. Like this, this feels like a two-two-three-three game. You know, before you brought today's events into it, once we saw what happened to Byron today, we we're like, okay, no, there's no way that there's no goals in this one. Like this is going to be a four-five-six goal thriller. It has to be. I, I just want to throw one more number out there, just kind of like to give you a idea just as to how sure books are that this one and a half has a chance of happening. So you look at both teams to score and over two and a half that combo is minus 175 across most books. Uh, some books minus 185, 190. You're going from minus 190 jumping to plus 130. We're talking about a 120 cent increase. Just if Dortmund find the back of the net one more time, I do think they can find the back of the net twice. Love it. So, Kenny, thank you again for joining us. Please tell everybody what you're up to, where they can find you, the Twitter page that is giving out the greatest write-ups and the most wins of anybody that I've seen. Let people know what you're up to. Yeah, uh, you can find me over at PTV Bets. Uh, I've already discussed the, the the game Ajax, the corner number. I, I just started handicapping corners not long ago, and I've really enjoyed it. Uh, just in the last five days, uh, I'm actually on a 18 and four run. Uh, max bombs are 67.5, 25, one and 12 lifetime. So just feel like I'm seeing the board pretty well right now. Uh, loving the fact that we've got games back, trying to trying to get everything I can before this international break comes back and what feels like we have one every two or three weeks, which really put a damper on my morning when I saw that the other day. But PTB bets. Uh, I also did the show with Nick over at FF Face Off. Uh, that's about all I got, really. Hell yeah, dude. You, you hit the nail on the head because it's absolutely what derailed us the last time we were getting hot. International break comes. I think we came out of it with a one-win week, right? We were like one and nine right after the international break. So it's... it's yeah. It was an ugly week. <laughs> One, I'm trying not to go into high detail. <laughs> oh, no sweat, dude. So thank you again for joining us. Thank you all for listening at Kicks Picks Pod. Uh, also putting out props on Patreon, YouTube, your favorite podcast channels. Follow Kenny if you're not already. I guarantee you winners. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.